Welcome to the Women in Leadership, Body, Mind, Soul, and Business podcast, Mindset Monday. I'm Charlie. And I'm Heather. And the theme um, this week is Raga. Raga. Clinging to past pleasure. This week's quote is, whenever you will be attached, there you will go. Kerpal Singh. Should we not change this? Let's grab our sutra book. <laughs> we did a thing. Oh, Devesha. Yeah, we put them away. And I'm like, it's Devesha. I was Devesha like, is clinging to past, past suffering. Like, we didn't completely change it. What's our quote? Actual quote. Our there? actual quote. This <laughs> Real life. I know you just recorded, like, ahead of time. So oh, I did. Devesha, clinging to past suffering. This week's quote is clinging to a past that doesn't let me choose. Sarah McLaughlin from I Will Remember You. Now you're going to have that song stuck in your head. I will remember. No, but to like clinging to your past, like that you can't change it. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and it was when you couldn't choose. Those are the things you cling to. Right. When you don't have that power, when you don't, you can't go back power and change what happened. It wasn't in your power. Like those are the things I beat myself up over Mm -hmm. the things I have had no control over right so sorry my bad for not updating the notes but this week it's all good <laughs> whatever okay so <laughs> clinging to past suffering we're not going to cling to it okay we are not so clinging to a past that doesn't let me choose oh you put it right down here i did <laughs> you're awesome so that yeah I love that clinging to the past that doesn't let me choose so the thoughts this week are think of a painful experience or trauma right and a painful experience or trauma is recorded deep in the subconscious memory I love that you talk about that a lot with yoga with um we've talked about that with Michelle Brown with movement therapy the issues in our tissues right Right. we have issues in our tissues and when we can work through our tissues to release I have had very emotional experiences doing like yoga or massage because I've had that like the um saran wrap of of the body but uh the fascia fascia yes thank you I was searching for the word so the fascia holds that emotion and that's what gets us stuck. It's what gets us stuck in our own bodies. It gets us stuck in our own heads because it holds all those feelings and emotions. And when you finally get it nice and flexible, it releases. Okay. Well, that goes really good with um, being the top, the, the, the wellness, the wellness topic of the week is being a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what fascia is. So fascia is this like, thin coating. I like the word a saran wrap because it's really just like super thin coating that goes over every single cell. And then it groups together every single muscle, every bone in our bodies. Like it fascia, we have it, it covers, it's like this thin covering that covers everything and holds mm-hmm. us together mm-hmm. in groups, right? In the cells. So when um, we have an emotion and we get tight muscled and then we don't flush it out, mm-hmm we don't drink enough water, you know, after a situation, you know, it gets stuck in our, in that fascial layer is what you were saying. Right. That's cool. Right. So when we work within our own bodies, 
we're not only working within our our environmental toxins or whatever we are exposed to, but we are also working with our environmental toxins. (laughs) I like that air quotes you use, environmental air quotes. Did you even hear that? The way you said it, it was like air quoted. I love it. (laughs) So we are all exposed to different things within our environment, within our um, work life, within our home life, within our childhood I was listening to a podcast today. They were talking about like, um, like, the importance of going through the birth canal, like that creates a different environmental change in your body. Um, the importance of if you are breastfed or not, because that creates a different environment in your body. Like, so like all of it, <laughs> like, right. right. <laughs> I was like, sorry. Not to say that there's anything wrong with not. No, burning. either way. It was just like being aware of like how that these experience things, is different. Yeah. So if you didn't go through that experience, you maybe need to figure out, like we were talking about gut flora actually mm-hmm. in this particular podcast. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> we talk about poop. <laughs> it's a thing. It happens. And, and everybody is it's important. So we were talking about gut flora. And so like, like if you didn't realize that you didn't get this activation of your gut flora when you were born, like how that affects your life and like getting that activation, like it just makes you aware that you need to get that activated. Right. Like, I like that building awareness around different, you know, even the tiniest of circumstances that creates a different experience for each person. Right. Right. I'm always looking for the poop fixes. So (laughs) tell me more about poop. (laughs) I'm down. If you need to have a good poop conversation. (laughs) The other thought is if I notice when I feel unfriendly or antagonistic, I can act consciously with kindness instead of reacting unconsciously Mm -hmm. with spite, right? We have control. You can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel that inception and you got to like get to the point that you can feel the inception. So sometimes you don't notice until you've had the trigger, right? And then next time you'll notice right before you have. Like you let all the blurbs come out. Like, you know, you just, you keep backing it up until you get to that point where you can find it. This is my inception. This is when I need to start talking about it. And it's not magic. It's not immediate. It takes practice. Time. And time and over and over and over. Consistency. Yes. Your resilience. Yes. The last thought this week is I will carefully reflect on why I hold an aversion towards someone or something. So when we have a reaction to something, why are we having that reaction? You know, it's the why behind the reaction. Like when my family hears Brussels sprouts, we think of my cousin getting sick on Thanksgiving when we were little. Like that's what we think of. So we're like Brussels sprouts. Oh, but really I love Brussels sprouts in reality. But that's what I think of every time I cringe. Oh. That's the reaction. What's the reaction? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's not really right. I like them. So for a long time, when I was a kid, I thought I didn't like Brussels sprouts. What I actually didn't like was how they were cooked. Right. Right. I don't like my vegetables mushy. Right. Mm. But then I had some really good sauteed Brussels sprouts. I like them oven roasted. <gasps> Yeah, they were they were the bomb. And then I even like Brussels sprouts like in my salad. 
Mm-hmm. You no, know, chopped up in my salad. It's really it's good. It's a, a really good like hack to get more nutri- nutrients into your salad. Right. Like um, chopping up a Brussels sprout. Mm-hmm. It looks like a little mini cabbage. Like mm-hmm. it's cute and it's tasty in the mm-hmm. salad, actually. I really like that. Yeah. Now that I can digest it again, mostly. <laughs> less, less trouble digesting, I should say. So <laughs> over, over time, I have experienced like re-experienced food that I thought was gross and maybe it wasn't so gross to say, you know, over and over again, because it was prepared differently. And I think that says a lot about how we prepare ourselves to enter the world with kindness, mm. you know, versus how maybe we used to enter the world. Right. Right. I like Cause that. I didn't used to be a happy person in the morning when I got up and got going. And, um, and I took that negativity with me. Well, and then we in, kind of infect everybody in the house, right? And everybody at work. And everyone around us. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, we're like, why is our whole world negative? Mm-hmm. And then like everything, and then it perpetuates, right? Because once you're negative, then you're more negative, and then you're more negative, and then everyone around us. But we're starting to see that the more positive changes we're making and learning to talk to ourselves better mm-hmm. and learning and growing, we're seeing those positive changes. So back to learning again. Back to learning. So learning is um, the brain, the brain's ability to constantly change um, is called neuroplasty. So when you're constantly using your brain, you actually are keeping the cells healthier so they respond quicker right right so then also being flexible with your thought and really thinking things through it creates new neuropathways within your brain so that it can connect to other things easier and it keeps your brain and your thought waves kind of malleable right you know that's why it's neuroplasticity right um plastic is known as a malleable um, substance. So that neuroplasticity, it's that malleableness of the brain to make different connections in different ways, which is That's why where the resilience of recovering from brain trauma comes from, because you can actually relearn and redo all the things because your brain is so strong and amazing. Yes. Super cool. Heather's a living example. I am a living example. And then to, to know that and like, see that like on the, having a bad day, I don't have to like be in that negative loop over and over again. Like, okay, that's just a thing that happens. We right. just deal with it. Um, <clears throat> we have the, the power to create changes in our cellular structures of our brains. So when we're introducing these new thoughts and new ideas, like every week when we talk about things in depth, we're introducing new pathways into our brains and we're keeping them healthy by having conversations and talking about new things. Um, new ways of thinking. Yeah. Different, different ways of thinking than what I was told growing up because um, whereas I was told how to think and what to think as a, you know, youngster, right. You're told how to think and what to think. A lot of times if your family say is racist, a lot of the times the children also, they don't know any because they don't know any better. That's what I always taught. like, I'm like to my son, I'm like, well, look at the parent. <laughs> like I'm like, what do you expect a different response from this child? Like, because there, you know that I'm not going to be, you know, we're not going to be able to get somewhere. Right. And I use that as an example because when I was growing up, my family um, heritage 
wasn't exactly positive toward people who were different. And what I mean by different is like really any kind of difference, you know, if they were um, under the LGBTQ Mm. umbrella, you know, that wasn't a good thing. If they were of a different culture or. I feel like we had the, the, the talk that we should accept everybody, but we had these actions that was not. Yes. And it really bothered me. Yes. It bothered me too. Right. Like it was just like, like, and, and at the time the culture was, is that as kids, we didn't have a voice to talk up Mm -hmm. and say, why are we saying that? And now my son can totally call me out and I'm totally cool with it. Right. Right. You know, so it's like a totally different atmosphere. Like, right. but we weren't allowed to question our parents. Either. Oh, no, no, no. Not, not our generation. You do not question nope. your parents. Right. So right. That, that's a change that I think is for the better. I love it when my son calls me out because I may not even hear the negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he can say to me, hey, mom, can you stop putting your negative self-talk into our conversation? And I'm like, oh. I'm so totally called out right now, busted. I'm like, yeah, thank you. Right. Absolutely. Let's me work on that. But we've set a standard of accepting, like, we expect certain things from our kids. We show them what we, what our expectation is and we ask them for feedback, you know, like, um, and listen. Yes. I mean, I think that that, especially for both of us, that's a a huge piece because we weren't listened to at that young age. We didn't have, you know, kids. We definitely got the message you were to be seen and not heard. Right. A hundred percent. Yep. And you better be ready to move out by the time you turn 18, because once you graduate high school, you're done. We definitely have hippopotamus. We definitely have. (laughs) But I think this is all good stuff around that um clinging to past suffering right because if i clung to the suffering of my past i would not be the person i am today i have had to learn to switch gears and grow through it right so let's talk about how to do that yep so how how do you um get your brain going and get that neuroplasticity oh i did pretty good <laughs> um going for yourself so um first thing is you want to choose something you want to learn so choosing something that you that like brings you joy and makes you excited, it'll be easier for you to keep learning it. Right. Mm -hmm. So picking a new hobby, uh, learn to crochet, learn. This is a great season for learning to garden. I mean, it's a couple of seeds. It's a pretty cheap hobby. (laughs) You know, you could go dig in a neighbor's yard and help them do it. You don't have to do it. You know, there's all sorts of gardens, community gardens, places. Yeah. So So it's something you want to learn. And then the second one is focus on growth and not mastery. So be the little seed growing up, but don't have to be the perfect little seed. Right. Right. And I can tell you right now, probably about a third of the plants I had started in there are failing. Yeah. It happens. It happens. Right. Right. And that's why you, you plant more than you need. And don't, don't make that. Don't don't think, yeah. Don't get stuck on that. Don't feel like you failed. Don't cling Mm -hmm. to that past suffering of, Oh, my seeds didn't grow. Well, how about we plant some more? And then uh, next is go broad and deep. 
right? Um, I think of that as I call my husband the skills collector, right? He knows how to do a lot of things. He is like handyman extraordinary. I need something fixed. He can do it as long as it's not electrical, plumbing, or mechanical. Like if you need him to build you something, build you a wall, build you a pergola, arbor, fence, um, rebuild. Um, Make a ramp into your house. Right. Like an industrial, this ramp is going to outlast the frame of the house. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) He made a a wheelchair ramp recently and it is like beefy. But like, I like that go deep too, because I think too, that's like in embroidery, that's learning different stitches, right? Right. You learn one stitch, you learn the basic skills and then, then go teach yourself a new stitch every, you know, every month and, you know, practice it. Or crochet, right? You learn a new pattern or whatever. So go broad, go deep. Keep it challenging. So if you're not kind of challenging yourself, you're not growing new pathways. Right. So you're bored. And you're not going to do it either. Like right. that's like, so there's so, so many things out there to learn. And so many like YouTube university, mm-hmm. there's people in the community, like you could join a community group that, you know, goes to yarn shops. There's like yarn tours. Like, you know, what, what do you need to do to keep a job? Next is be daring. Don't be afraid to learn something new. Okay. Ladies, if you do not know how to change your oil or your tire, um, let me know. I will help you learn because I learned that how to do that for myself. Not only does it save me money, but also um, I'm not in a big hurry to spend a whole bunch of money down at the auto parts store because um, I don't know how to do it myself and I don't know what I'm talking about or whatever. So learn how to do something that maybe you always wanted to learn how to do that maybe isn't in your framework. Hold on just a second. Go ahead. Use different learning modalities. So use YouTube, use a person. Um, You could use a book, you could use a video, you could use an audio. Um, How do you learn? Um, Some people there, I mean, there's tests out there to take a test about how you learn. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, I'm a very kinesthetic auditory visual learner. So I like to uh, hear it, say it, do it. I'm like a good mix of all of it. (laughs) So what is it you need to do to be a learner? you can figure that out um, and then keep using the new skills um, and the good one for that is uh, cooking like you can start with basic knife skills you know and you can keep building that and then you keep keep cooking and keep learning more skills and learning new things to make it tasty and then you enjoy that because you're going to keep using it um, keep a running list. So keep track of what you're learning so right. that you can reflect on that. For what yourself. do you know? Yeah. Because otherwise you don't, you know, it's, you feel like you're just learning the things that everyone else really already knows and like you're catching up. Or maybe you feel like maybe you don't know a whole lot. So sit down and write mm-hmm. a list of a hundred things that you know how to do. Okay. Because I, I do like to put myself in a room where I'm not the smartest person in the room. Right. So you need to be aware that you do know things 
and you're smart too. That's good for you. And if you're the smartest person in the room, find a new room. Yeah. You don't want to always be the smartest person in the room. Right. Find a new room uh, so that you can continue growing. Because honestly, if that means that you're talking to your toddlers all day, we love you. There's somebody else to talk to. We're here. (laughs) But but, um, reaching out and learning new things from people is such a fun experience. It's so fun. And that's, you know, and that could be being daring for you. You know, that could check a couple boxes, right? And then laugh. Um, let's see here. Always walk through life as if you have something new to learn and you will. Vernon Howard. I like that because if you're always looking for the new thing to learn that day, like I always like to be like, I oh, (laughs) a couple thoughts mushed together. I always like to be looking for what can I learn in a day or in a situation? What is it trying to teach me? Mm -hmm. But I also like the quote from um, uh, Alice in Wonderland. And she's like, I like to think of six impossible things before breakfast. Like, Mm -hmm. it made me think of like opening up your mind to that. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're open to it, then you'll see it. Absolutely. I love Alice in Wonderland for that. Right. Like it, get, it really gets your curiosity going. Um, we'd like you guys to check out the website. Heather's got so many cool things going on. Like she's in charge of the website and then she's like, hey, I did a thing. Take a look. And I'm like, looks awesome. <laughs> so anyway, there's lots of cool things on there. There's the new community calendar. There is um, which the is- current episode is always available yes. at the bottom of the front page. Like it's always right. there. Like and blogs are coming together. Yeah. Season so. two is um getting put together um now. And then season three will be coming um pretty pretty soon will be pretty on point within the week. So we're working on getting caught up. So everything is congruent and all the project and pieces and parts are all together. It's super yeah. exciting. Streamlining is so much fun and really fine-tuning those systems and you know the systems are in place a little fine-tuning we're getting there we are it's awesome for this week we have um and anna marie anna marie de giorgio is back with us and i'm hoping that the internet decides to work so much better this time it's definitely going to it's gonna be a thing and then we're gonna have mink back on i'm very excited and Which right now is a perfect time to hear from Mink because she's got those um, allergy machines. Allergy machines that pull like the pollen and all Yuck the stuff out of, out of the air. It's perfect. So for those of you with allergies, make sure you tune in to that. And then um, on Friday, we have Brittany Ashley. I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. Someone new at the table. You'll have to come and meet her. Yeah, we've been talking back and forth with her for months. Literally. Literally months. <laughs> and so we can't wait for you guys to meet her. She's amazing. I was surprised it was her first episode. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the time is flying over here. Um, thank you so much for joining us today for the Women in Leadership, Body, Mind, Soul, and Business podcast, Monday Mindset. Namaste. Namaste.